Well, welcome everybody to another edition of Last Christian. My name is J.D. Williams here in beautiful East Texas, and joining me all the way from New York City is my good friend, my co-host, my brother in Christ, Mr. David Paxton. How are things going, hey. David? Oh, we're doing pretty good, pretty good, just waiting for the rapture. Amen. Well, we're going to be talking a lot about that today. For those of you uh, that were not with us last week, we did begin uh, to talk about the fact that, you know, there's a lot of people that are saying, rapture's not in the Bible, rapture's not in the Bible. Uh, I had a co-host before, um, uh, Terry Farley, it used to say, no, it's only about a billion of them. And uh, David, I think that you'll probably agree with me, with that statement as well. But what we were trying to show is that the rapture is not some kind of a, uh, well, you know, it is mysterious, but it's not mysterious because uh, they basically the Lord has showed us the game plan for all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it, and this is something that I want to get into a little bit more as we go on, David, but it seems to me, now correct me if I'm wrong, okay? It seems to me like every time that one of these rapture-like events has happened, People witnessed it and were able to write about it, including mm-hmm. including Jesus Christ rising to go to be with God. It says that they, they looked, they watched. Well, Why stand ye here gazing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and why would you do that? Why would you be looking up if somebody just like all of a sudden vanished? I mean, you know, just completely van. Wouldn't you walk over to the spot they were and say, "Well, I wonder what happened to them here," mm-hmm. instead of looking up in the in the sky and continuing to look up in the sky? That's a really, you know, uh, these type of things have come to my mind, David, since you mm-hmm. blew my mind a few weeks ago and told me that the rapture is not necessarily a bam, you're just out of here right now, but people will actually see it, and mm-hmm. that has stuck with me. And I believe that the new, that the Old Testament uh, versions, uh, you know, uh, rapture-like versions in the Old Testament and even in the New, um, kind of give us a hint that everybody's going to see this. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that a little bit more. Um, we're going to get news out of the way because that's what we do. Uh, really, really, really short today, guys. We're, we're going to be talking about the United States here just for a second, and then also Russia and uh, also the United Nations. And then after that, uh, we're going to get back into examples of the rapture in the Old Testament, some hints of the rapture in the Old Testament and, and, other, and other things. And actually, we're going to do a show today on this, and then we're going to, the uh, end of the week, we usually have current events. And we're going to push current events off off the schedule this week, and we're going to go with a third rapture because there's just too much. And uh, David will tell you, even though we're doing two shows, we still can't cover a, a fraction of of what's really there. Yeah, so, it'll take a year <laughs> at least. Yeah. So anyway, let, let's let's get the news out of the way. First of all, I'm going to start with this one, and then we'll comment on it. And I'm sure we got some big comments on this one. Let's listen to this one. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. What is Nikki Haley's game plan now after her convincing loss at the hands of Donald Trump in the South Carolina primary? She insists she will battle on, but why keep going? 
There are at least three possibilities. First, she could be positioning herself as an alternative if fate delivers Trump any kind of unexpected blow between now and Election Day. But with so much rancor between the two of them, it's hard to see how she would secure the vital backing of Trump supporters who are already fuming over her challenge to their hero. Another possibility is that Haley is simply establishing political capital that she can spend in 2028. The more she campaigns across the country, refusing to accept the Trump status quo, the more viable she hopes to be if Republicans one day awaken from their slumbers and rue backing Trump again. Or there's a third possibility, that Haley is mulling a third-party bid for the presidency in November. Washington has been agog for months about the possibility of an independent candidacy mounted by no labels, a group founded in 2010 that calls itself a national movement of people who want to bring leaders together to solve the country's toughest problems. It may be that even Nikki Haley doesn't yet know precisely what path lies ahead. She could be making it up as she goes along, ready to duck and dive as circumstances demand. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. I think she's just taken every Democratic dime she can take before she Mm. actually goes out and joins the Democratic Party, or she takes a gig on MSNBC or CNN as a quote-unquote Republican who's anti-Trump, never-Trumper, um, you know, a, a rhino in name. If she thinks that she's doing this to, to get ahead for the next election, I give her one reference. Mike Pence, how did he do? How did that work mm. out for him? <laughs> okay, um, go ahead, David. Say anything you want to. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover you what? like this. I'm a member of the U.S. <laughs> Press Association. We give you real news. We don't give you the, the crap that you hear on CNN, on MSNBC, on the, with the New York Times, uh, or any other liberal lamestream, not mainstream, but lamestream media source. We're going to tell you the truth. i got references. I've got uh, resources I go to. Not everybody listens to those agencies. As a matter of fact, we got a bigger audience than CNN if you really want to get right down to it. Okay? They don't get 2 million listeners on any of their shows, and we do it on ours every week on more than mm-hmm. 60 radio stations all across the world all podcast networks no we're not big on youtube judge us by youtube if you want to and you be you would be kidding yourself we get over two million listeners every week on every show cnn can't muster that on one day for one show so we're going to tell you the truth they're going to continue to lie to you now with that i covered you david under cover of the the u.s press association speak your mind sir go ahead all right you mean uh you're talking about the clown news network yes cnn okay I call them the Communist News Network, and the other one is mainly Socialist NBC. Go ahead. Well, yeah, there's quite a a number of, uh, you know, uh, acronyms. uh, Acronyms Acronyms we can use. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they all fit. (laughs) You're going to have to help me today because my words are over there somewhere. (laughs) The. Uh, yeah, that, that was a pretty good assessment by that guy from the worldly point of view, and then ours from a you know a spiritual point of view mm-hmm. is, yeah, she's she's vying for uh, you know Attention. working with the principalities and powers. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm of the opinion they're all in you know the same anyway. It's just two wings of the same bird. Yeah, really. But one of them is you know one of them is saying what this side likes, and the other one's saying what that side likes, and neither mm-hmm. one of them really care. And they get together and they smoke cigars and and drink and laugh at us Amen. Yeah. so uh, 
the bottom line is the king of kings is coming and he's going to destroy all the world governments remember mm -hmm. the statue of nebuchadnezzar mm. nebuchadnezzar and that, that statue. Mm -hmm. yeah uh-huh yep so when that stone coming out is a picture you know the, of christ being the like the cornerstone he is but mm -hmm. it will it is said it will destroy all of those things in an instant mm -hmm. and then he'll come and reign so i'm looking forward to that day yeah. it's just very interesting to see how the devil fights it himself yeah. Yeah. <laughs> over it with all these these evil people so that's yeah. what i have to say about that okay well <laughs> you know i mean i wouldn't be hard on her if she had a chance I really wouldn't. I mean, you know, can, you know, if there was two candidates, they were really fighting it out, kind of primary to primary and all that stuff. I wouldn't have a problem with that. But she's getting her butt kicked in every primary. Hadn't yeah. done squat, and you look I ahead mean, at the at the, at the schedule, and all she's going to do is lose and then lose, and then she's going to lose again, and then she'll lose again, and then she'll lose over here, and then she'll talk about how oh well, but Trump can't win. She actually said that Trump can't win, but I can. Well, okay, prove it. Beat Trump once, just once, anywhere. You know, how about in your own state? No. Yeah, that would be <laughs> you got to give her right. You got to give it to her for a chutzpah, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. At least remember, could... remember Monty Python and oh, yeah. the, the, with the knights oh, and he yeah. cuts his arm off and he's ah, it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> he cuts off his legs. Come on. Yeah. I'll well, bite your kneecaps. Yeah. yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I, I think that she got a taste of power when she was in the Trump administration. She loves that taste and she wants more of it. And the problem for her is she's going about it the wrong way. Had she fallen in line? Had she gone ahead and just supported the, who is obviously going to be the Republican nominee? Then you come four years from now, maybe she would have been more successful. Who knows? She would. Yeah, we'll see. They'll all come out in the wash. Okay. Um, next thing I've got, though, is, um, you know, um, Biden is talking about getting tougher with Russia. More sanctions, more we'll sanctions, more sanctions, more sanctions. Here we go. Yeah. Two years yeah. into the I conflict in Ukraine, Commerce Secretary now. Gina Raimondo affirmed the effectiveness of the economic sanctions imposed on Russia by the Biden administration. Raimondo highlighted collaborative efforts with over 30 countries globally to thwart President Putin's access to crucial equipment and technology for his war machine. Despite progress, she acknowledged the ongoing need for further actions. Recently, the Biden administration, including the Commerce Department's Bureau of Industry and Security, imposed additional sanctions on Russia. Joseph Eckerson reporting. Okay, so the first sanctions didn't work, so let's put on 500 more yeah, let's, let's and do see more. how those work out. <laughs> Okay, same difference. It's, you know, it's all ridiculous. He's just he's just trying to look good. That's uh, funny. Yeah. Okay. Putin is. Uh, I, I'm sure he's shaking in his boots. Ooh, ooh, Biden doesn't like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's willing to take on the world. He's not well, scared of you that know, ice cream eating. Clown. I go. I go back to what he said weeks ago, and I couldn't believe it when he said it then, and I still can't believe it now. And it is, you know. Well, what would you tell these people if they're doing all this stuff? Don't. Mm. That's it. That was his entire thing. Don't. Okay. Well, I can tell my kid, you know, grandchildren or whatever, don't touch that. Well, if there's not any bite to it, they're going to touch it. They're going to carry it around. They're going to play with it, and they're going to break it. Yeah. Okay? Yep. But if I tell them, if you and pick then, that up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spank your little butt, then they're going to leave it alone. Well, Biden mm -hmm. hadn't learned to spank your little butt part yet. All he's learned is don't. Oh, that's stupid. yeah, like like 
Yeah. That's yeah. like that's gonna do anything. Yeah. Okay. Right. Last story. This comes out of the UN. I'm doing this on purpose, David, even though this little place has got nothing to do with nobody. Okay. Um, and it, well, it's not little, it's Africa is where it is, but uh, a part of Africa. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because it says that in the last days that you're going to hear wars and rumors of wars. And also that there's going to be, you know, basically group against group, family against family, brother against brother, that type of thing. And I think that this kind of highlights it a little bit. Listen to it. See, see if you get the same feeling that I did when I heard this report. The United Nations has expressed serious concerns about the deteriorating security situation in the east of the Democratic Republic of Congo. An escalation of fighting between government forces and the M23 rebels is reported to have displaced 144,000 people in recent weeks, worsening a humanitarian crisis in the region. Chris Okamringa has more from Kinshasa. Violent clashes rocked the Democratic Republic of Congo's eastern territory of Masisi as the Congolese army attempted to recapture areas held by the M23 rebels. The fighting has had a huge toll on civilians who have been forced to flee their homes. The UN refugee agency UNHCR says more than 140,000 civilians have been displaced since the fighting intensified in early February. Most of the displaced people are living in crowded camps in the eastern city of Goma without enough food water and medicine. Humanitarian organizations say they are overwhelmed by the number of displaced people who keep streaming in from the conflict zones. The UN and other Western countries have urged both parties to the conflict to cease fire and engage in dialogue, but the DRC army and the M23 rebels have continued fighting. Chris Ochamringa, Kinshasa. Okay, so um, like I said, this isn't a big place. You know, the world doesn't really, I mean, they're going to report on this because there's a lot of people involved in it, but it doesn't make a dime's worth of difference to the rest of the world, really. When you really break it down, it doesn't, you know, they don't hold nuclear weapons that can destroy the world and that kind of thing. Um, But it does show that there's not just problems in the United States or Russia or in China or North Korea or any place else, but it's everywhere and everybody's looking for that leader that's going to come in and fix everything for them and give them great peace and great prosperity. At least that's how I viewed that, that report. What did, did you get anything out of it or am I just imagining stuff? No, that, you know, the UN is always going to, they're going to say the same thing. Oh, on, on one hand, you know, they talk out both sides of their mouth. They're telling them to, to, Oh yeah, just stop fighting and, and just talk. And on the other hand, they're funding the weapons and the war. Right. So, you know yeah. that's that's uh, what yeah. they do. One, just, it's just an evil thing. One thing that popped out at me, I, I don't know if if you heard it or not. When when I first heard it, I had one reaction to it, and then of course I just like, no, nah, that ain't it. But anyway, I just want I just wanted to point it out. It said there was one hundred and forty four thousand. Where have we heard one hundred and forty four thousand before? <laughs> You know, yep. I mean, that just, you know, I mean, that one jumped right out at me. And you I was know. waiting for him to start saying 12,000 from this tribe and then 12. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and for, for those of you that have no idea what we're talking about, um, <laughs> tune into our uh, midweek shows. <laughs> You'll get it pretty fast. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. David mm-hmm. might even explain it in this one. Who knows? But uh, yeah, we might. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, um, we're going to get into now the rapture because, you know, people say that the rapture is not in the Bible. I hear that all the time. And, you know, I don't know how much clearer it could be without um, 
number one, you have to understand the Bible wasn't written in English. That's the first thing that people have to put aside. So, of course, no, the rapture is not in, in the Bible. Well, neither is the word the, T-H-E, or R, A-R-E-O-O-R. It's not in the Bible either because the thing wasn't written in English. Okay, so get over that and start to. And to the word Bible is not in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, and Jesus never taught from the so New Testament. Like. Yeah, so take that with you too. Okay, so anyway, David, you might want to kind of bring everybody back. We got like a minute, uh, eleven thirty left. So um, mm-hmm. go over a little bit, maybe about what you did last time, and then we'll kick oh, in okay. and kick kick in and go, and we'll go for the next two shows. Go ahead. Now, there's a, I mean, here we are smack up against the end of the age, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, the word is aeon in the uh, Greek, and, it, you know, it's like an eon. We would say an eon. It's the end of the age. So a lot of people will bring up a lot of things, and there's all sorts of sides with the rapture, okay? Now, the rapture, number one, it is in the Bible, Yes. All right. It's word is harpazo and it's the snatching away and it's being caught up and it's it's literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. So the biggest um, argument, I think the people who say it's not in there, it's just like, did you even read it? Go back, <laughs> go back and read it. And when you actually read the Bible, then come back and have a discussion with us. OK, now right. the timing, I'm more than interested, you know, because I have, I even have friends. Oh, I think it's mid-trib, and you know, have all this, and then I think it's post-trib. Mm-hmm. So that's really what we're discussing: the the timing of the rapture. Mm-hmm. If you say there is no rapture, you really need to go back and read the Bible. Okay, it's like it's like a college student trying to have a conversation with a kid in kindergarten, like at that that it's that level. Yeah, for, it honestly. really is. It really is. Um, you know, and that's not to be disparaging. It's just, you know, at one point I didn't read the Bible yet mm-hmm. either, and I didn't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So you just re- just go back and read it, and it's, it's in there. It's everywhere. Okay. So basically what we need to do is figure out, okay, that's the uh, timing. Well, right. even even so, before you go to timing, I'm, I'm, I want to emphasize what you just said, and that mm-hmm. is that read the Bible, because I can't tell you how many times people will say, well, so-and-so told me this is in it. Okay, well, Mm -hmm. and as incredible as it might sound, there's a whole lot of people that only go by what so-and-so says in the Bible. They never check it out for themselves, and they never challenge it. They accept Mm -hmm. it, and that's the reason that you get a bunch of stupid stuff that is supposedly in the Bible that isn't there at all. Yeah, we're going to try and be nice on this show. Yeah. I've been working on it. I've been practicing my nice muscle for the last couple of days. <laughs> okay. We'll see how that so, works out. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see if it works. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, but I want to address, I think at first is, um, uh, in this first half of the show, is, is addressing some of the misconceptions. Okay. Okay. Like some people will will try and dismiss the rapture and go, oh, the secret rapture. Well, no one ever called it a secret. So if anyone says, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you think there's a secret rapture and then you mm-hmm. people are just going to be missing. No, you're going <laughs> to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there is no secret rapture. And that's just a straw man argument by some denominations. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I won't tell you which ones, but some of the initials are SDA. And... <laughs> 
uh-huh. they talk about all oh, the secret rapture. So that's uh-huh. a big thing with theirs. So cool people, just really bad on some of the, you know, uh, hermeneutics. Uh, some of them are, um, don't understand that. Like you said, that there's no rapture in there. Some of them say, Hey, everybody's resurrected on the last day. Mm. Mm. Well, no, not necessarily. The last day is basically the last day of this age when then, then Jesus will come back to rule and reign on the earth. Amen. So, and then they'll say, Oh, the, there's the first resurrection and, and, and stuff like that. They'll be in the first resurrection. And last. Mm-hmm. No, the first is a class of resurrection because there were uh, undeniably people who were resurrected when Jesus rose from the grave. Amen. And okay, that, that's something that people don't. Um, I mean, I didn't even catch it the first time. But, yeah, there was people popping out of graves back then. You know, that's. Mm-hmm. um and walked around Jerusalem. Uh, yeah, can can uh, think about it for a second, and, and and I'm not trying to be morbid, and I'm I'm really not trying to to put any kind of comedy on. I'm, I want to make that really clear. I'm not I'm not doing any comedy thing here right now. Okay, my mom just died. Okay, I'm going to go to a funeral. Now I can imagine her being buried back then in that in that time frame. Okay, Jesus is crucified, and all of a sudden I'm seeing mom at dinner. Mm. Okay. Now, in think a glorified about body, mind you. Yeah, think about that one for a second. So you know it's happened. And don't believe me? Look it up. It's a thing called the Holy Bible. Read it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Good the Bible day. touches on that. Matthew uh, twenty-seven fifty-two, I think. Um, but look it up. Right after Jesus' resurrection, they, they were risen from the grave and walked around the holy city. But look at the works of uh, Josephus and some of the history books back then. Josephus actually has an, a written account. It said, hey, uh, apparently these people rose from the dead, and, and mm. this this rabbi here, and these two were brothers, <laughs> and they were rabbis, and, and they came back, and everyone's talking about them. And then, uh, so, yeah, there's documented history of people actually mm-hmm. resurrecting. Mm-hmm. So there is not, there's not just one resurrection. Right. And... Uh, we'll get back to that too, because uh, I'm going to do that with a harvest. So if we're going to see if how. Not today. Uh, we got it. We as long as the Lord keeps us here, we're going. We're going to yep. keep bringing the Bible to them. So we'll we'll get there eventually. I promise you. Yep. And then some people misconstrue the wrath of Satan with the wrath of God, because so they'll say, "Oh, the first the first half of the uh, tribulation is you know it's going to be the three and a half years, and then the peaceful, and then." It starts to get bad in the second half, and that's the Great Tribulation. Well, technically, the Great Tribulation would culminate in there, but you need to understand two things there. It's a seven-year period. right? So no matter how peaceful it is in the first half, um, because you know we're going to be gone, and they're going to need a world leader, and they're all going to behave for a little while, but then go back to the evil that it right. was, because Satan is going to you know usurp authority. And... And you need to understand that it's a full seven-year period, and God's wrath is not the same as Satan's wrath. So what they'll say is, oh, Satan's wrath was uh, the uh, in the second half, um, but or excuse me, in the first half, and then God's ha- wrath is in the second half. That's why it's mid-trip. Well, you need to remember who's opening the seals. <laughs> right. <It's> the <laughs> and that's Jesus. Uh-huh, so it's, yeah. it's the wrath of God through the whole thing. Who is worried? So you can't misconstrue those. Some people say, oh, listen, the trumpets, a seventh trumpet. You know, that's the last trumpet. Mm-hmm. No, it's a different 
trumpet. So we're going to get into that. And it no, because the Trump of God is not the same as the Trump that is opening the seals. Amen. Right? And you need to understand mm -hmm. that too. But these yeah. are a lot of the misconstruences. Mm -hmm. uh, notice how I said that. Yeah. The, um, and then uh, falling away versus the departure or departing actually mm -hmm. is what it was mm -hmm. translated in before. So we're going to get into a lot of cool stuff. Okay. Well, I'm ready. Right. Which one do you want to start with? Well, um, hmm. That's well, how about what is the rapture for those who don't even know and they're like new Christians? Oh, what yeah. is this rapture you speak of? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll start yeah. there. That's good. We'll go there. So we'll give it a synopsis and then we'll get into the big stuff. Uh, come around two here. Okay. The, well, um, I'm, I'm going to throw this in then. Okay. And that right. is that just like there's a last plane of a football game, you know, the quarterback drops back, throws a pass, it's win or lose right now. Well, when that play is over, the game is over. So the rapture is sort of like that. Okay. Um, you have people that walk down that aisle every, every Sunday or in their bathroom, in their house, they give their life to the Lord, they pray that prayer of salvation, and they escape what's coming, what David was talking about just a little bit ago, the, the tribulation period, because there's going to be that last person that says that, you know, I give my life to Christ in the name of Jesus Christ. And then the rapture is going to happen before the next person accepts Christ. Even if they accept it a millisecond later, they're too late. They got to go through at least part of the tribulation period. There's got to be a last, right? There's got to be a last in everything. There's a last before Jesus yanks his church. And if you want to be among those people like me and David and every other Christian living and dead that accepted Jesus Christ, once you accept him, you don't have to worry about anything. Okay, you're going to be free. You're going to live in eternity. But if you don't, you got to go through that tribulation period. So, just like that's the last play in every football game, there is a last person to accept Jesus Christ before the rapture of the church. And if you want to avoid that, all you've got to say is, "Look, I know I'm a sinner, Lord. I ask for your forgiveness. I know Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. I know He rose again on the third day." I know he sits at your right hand, and I know he's waiting on you to go get the church. And then that great tribulation starts. I promise to follow you all the days of my life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And if you are that last individual, if you're that last person that we're looking for, then you're going to meet me and David and every other Christian living and dead in the air with Jesus Christ right that second. And if you're not, you're going to be right back here on the earth again, and you're going to face wrath at like you've never seen before. It's never been that bad before, and it'll never be that bad again. And you're going to have to live through it for at least a portion of that seven years. You can avoid it all. You know there's a God accepting. That's all you got to do. You know in your heart there is a God. You know in your heart there is a heaven and a hell, and you get to make the choice. God doesn't make it for you. He extends his hand, basically, and says, here. Grab my hand, come with me. That's basically what he's doing every moment of every day of your life. And it's up to you to take that hand or slap it away. And if you slap it away, you condemn yourself to hell. He didn't send you there. You sent yourself there. And that's something that you're going to have to deal with. And you're going to be reminded of it forever and ever and ever. Choose wisely. David, I'm sorry I ate up the last two minutes of your time. But it's important. It's important. For people to know this, the, the, the stakes here. 
So mm-hmm. now, you guys hang in there with us in the second half. I promise I'm going to stay out of it as much as I can, even though David knows I'm going to talk. And we'll be back right after the break with the second half of Last Christian. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Stuart Smith. Britain's Prince William has withdrawn from an event over what Kensington Palace has described as a personal matter. The last-minute announcement comes as Prince William's wife and father, the King, suffer from illness. Julia Chapman reports. Prince William had been due to attend a memorial service for his godfather, where he was expected to give a reading. The event at Windsor Castle was being held to commemorate Constantine, the former King of Greece, who died last year. Kensington Palace says the Prince of Wales told his godfather's family he would be unable to attend because of a personal matter, about which no details have been given. It comes as William's wife Catherine continues to recover from abdominal surgery she had last month. The palace says she is still doing well. King Charles is also absent from the event after his diagnosis for an undisclosed form of cancer. Julia Chapman, London. The French president has refused to rule out sending troops to Ukraine, and he said a coalition of countries will send more middle and long-range weapons to Kiev. Emmanuel Macron said providing more weapons was the priority above all others, as he hosted European leaders for a summit on aid for Ukraine. Ross Cullen reports. Emmanuel Macron said nothing is being ruled out in terms of Western support for Kyiv, and he said he believes allies of Ukraine will be willing to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes for Ukraine to win the war. He hosted a summit of European leaders on Monday evening local time where he argued that more visibility and certainty must be given by European nations to Ukraine when it comes to support at what was a, quote, critical time in the war. Ross Cullen, Paris. The United Nations says two rockets landed close to a base of UN peacekeepers during clashes between M23 rebels and government forces in the east of the Democratic Republic of Congo. No casualties were reported among the peacekeepers. Fighting between the DRC army and the rebels has intensified near the town of Sake, forcing tens of thousands of people to flee their homes. Chris Oshimringa has more from Kinshasa. Fighting has flared up in the east of the Democratic Republic of Congo between government forces and the M23 rebels. Both sides have been firing heavy weapons on each other's positions in Masisi territory. The UN says two rockets landed near the UN peacekeeping base in the village of Kimoka. No casualties were reported, but the peacekeepers have been regularly targeted by the M23 rebels for supporting the DRC army to repulse them. The clashes have forced more than 140,000 people to flee their homes to the eastern city of Goma. Most of them are in dire need of food, water and shelter. The UN has condemned the escalating violence and urged the M23 rebels to stop its offensive. Chris Ochamringa, Kinshasa. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. And welcome back to the second half of Last Christian. My name again is J.D. Williams here in East Texas and there in New York City, Mr. David Paxton. And David... Um, I got mine out of the way. I did my part. So it's all you, sir. I'm going to let you go. I, I think you were on timing. If, is that right? Or? Well, I had timing. No, well, we, was, we were talking about uh, that. That was the main thing. Okay. It, it's, if you don't believe in the rapture at all, you just you just haven't read the Bible, honestly. Right. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to throw it, it to you. You just go and take us. Take us where you're going. Yeah. Go ahead. So the, the big thing would be actually what about the timing of the rapture and like we were talking about, I, you know, there's, I got friends that are here and there on, on all sorts of timing. Um, now, 
that is not a a salvation issue because the bottom line is like uh you know my friend uh, ken johnson says if you if the father has two sons and he says i'm gonna come over and i'm gonna pick you up and we're gonna go fishing mm-hmm. and the one son's arguing he says no dad's gonna come before lunch and the other one says no he'll be here after lunch mm-hmm. you know what when the father shows up, he's taking both of them fishing. Amen. Yeah, whenever that might be. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you got whenever it. that might be. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a salvation issue. Um, if you're denying the rapture, then you are not looking for the blessed hope. And that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if you say, hey, I think the rapture is after the tribulation, but you're still looking for him to come, then that's a whole lot different than, hey, I don't want him to come. And, you know, I'm just going to be stuck here in... Uh, uh, and go through the tribulation and, and blah blah blah. Now I'm gonna then I'm gonna you stop you. I'm gonna stop you on that one. There through the I've, tribulation. I gotta stop you on that one just for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, what if somebody goes to church every week mm-hmm. and they're never taught about the rapture, basically? But as far as everything else goes, the doctrine's correct, teaching the right scriptures. Um. You know the right messages. They're they're not buying into the worldly view of things, but the rapture is just never brought up. I'm not saying that that you know it's just never discussed, never discussed in their whole life. They never heard about it. So never heard about uh, it. Uh, would that? Um, and, well, I and mean, I, I know you're going to tell me. Well, they heard about it when they were reading the Bible. Okay, I know. I know yeah, that's they, what you're going to say. Yeah, they were reading it. They would have read it. Yeah, so, true. But it's in there. But let's say they're brand spanking new. That's, okay. that's a different thing. Okay. You know, or let's say they're they're a child. They say, Well, I'll just love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, God in his mercy and in his love will know in advance what you're gonna think anyway. He knew what, he knew what you're gonna do before the world was created. He True. knew exactly what you were gonna do. So I'm Amen. not worried about that. It, that's just a you know philosophical question to get around the fact that God is eternal and sovereign. Um and that's that's my stand on that. Yeah. And I could give a I I actually remember be when I was younger than a year old. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically thinking exactly how I'm thinking now, but I just couldn't put it into English words. I just but I <laughs> right. knew what it was. All right. Okay. I knew exactly what I was thinking. I could tell you the the, the timing, I could tell you the date, I could tell you who was there, what was mm-hmm. happening, I could tell you what, what my reasoning was at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So I I know for a fact that you know, babies have reasoning from conception mm. because we're a spirit. And, and from here on, we're an eternal spirit. And then he mm. says, well, I conceived of your spirit before the world began. Mm. So we're there. It's just a matter of now we got to learn how to walk and talk and and, mm. and eat and all this other okay. stuff. Well, I, I had to throw that out there because, you know, like, uh, and, and you know this, I just throw questions out that I think somebody out there might have. And, you yep. know, and that's and they, it. That's the do. reason for it. Okay, go ahead. With two million listeners, there's guaranteed is one. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the rapture is the the catching away, and it's analogous. Jesus talks uh, in a few places and gives in these parables and analogies of the bride. Okay, and even our marriage here is a microcosm of the um, the marriage that we'll have with Jesus. Okay, and because the uh, Adam and Eve, Eve was taken out and then Adam wants her back. And we also so we hear about the first Adam and the last Adam. 
Okay, well, what's that all about? And it's a picture of the bride. So we see the bride all over the place. We see marriage analogies all over the place. This is when Jesus is actually coming back to get his bride. And we looked a little bit at this when we were talking about Isaac and Rebecca, where Isaac, after he was um, brought up to the mountain to be sacrificed, we don't see him again until he's coming to get his bride. Okay, and he comes down halfway, she comes out halfway, and they meet in the middle because that's his bride. Right. So even in Revelation, the, you know, the uh, scroll with the seven seals in chapter five, that's analogous to not only a title deed, but a ketubah, a which what? is interesting. A ketubah is a marriage contract okay. in the Hebrew. Okay. And that's why it would have seven seals on that, too, because you have uh, the bride and the groom. The parents of the bride and the groom. So you got that. And then you got the rabbi over there. So you got seven. Okay. So that's why you have seven seals on it. And it was written on the outside because only one is allowed to open it. Right. That's the only reason they wrote on the outside of a scroll back then, because it was on papyrus and you can't write on the rough side. So mm -hmm. they didn't write on the rough side. They would just wrap it up and give it to you. And then you'd mm -hmm. open it and read it. Yeah. But if it was sealed, then you only the one who was written on the, on the outside of it that's why it says it was written within and without mm -hmm. is telling you what it is it's a contract okay it's mm -hmm. a contract which includes a title deed because when we marry christ he gave us everything mm -hmm. so we are joint heirs with jesus mm -hmm. so that's mm -hmm. a contract a title deed to everything yeah that's pretty massive and it's also a marriage contract okay this is what we're going to do in our marriage mm-hmm so there's there's a lot and he's pouring out his wrath saying okay we got to fix this we got to fix this and that's what to see as he opens his seals he's correcting all the evil mm -hmm. that's in the world mm -hmm. so when he comes to get his bride that is the picture of the rapture now we can look in um what's your favorite run on the rapture uh well i you know mine mine's the whirlwind thing it all, it always oh, okay. has been. Yeah, that's the, always the been my pictures. favorite. Yeah, that's always been my favorite. All right. Now, there's a lot of verses that are misconstrued as a rapture, but we do have um, So Let me get down here. We're in Thessalonians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thessalonians, uh, for those of you yeah, that, that, uh, that need the all correct right. pronunciation, go ahead. First, the Thessalonians, uh, <laughs> 4.16. Okay. Thessalonians. Okay. I'm on the, well, the I'm Lord himself shall too. descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. See, the trump of God is different than the trump at the over there. Right. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Right. Okay. Um, and then those who are alive and remain will be gathered together with him. So we see that. Mm -hmm. There he is. He comes, he comes down with the trump of God, the dead in Christ rise. Boom, there's a rapture. Mm -hmm. All right. And then Second Thessalonians 2, 1, it says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering unto, gathering together with him. All right. We got 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. So we're here we get the trump again. Mm -hmm. And the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. All right, so there's now different... when the when the dead are raised, mm -hmm. I am assuming maybe incorrectly that they also have the glorified body at that point. Yeah, they'll actually have the glorified body first, 
and, and then, then raised. Okay, and that's yeah. real. That's really crazy. There, you know. I mean, not yeah. cra- you. You know what I mean? It's all. It, that's hard for a person, a human being, to understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we don't understand <laughs> the spirit world, right? But, yeah, I mean, everyone's carnal these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they, the, when the when the dead are raised, they they also have that incorrupt body. We uh, and I'm assuming again. That the uh, Christians are going to say, "Oh, it's happening," but you know, I mean, this is all like that. But you know, um, it, it's not going to be a mm-hmm. surprise to Christians. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to be right. a, a surprise to those of us that are waiting on the rapture of the church. Right. So this this is the idea of the rapture, and it says it will be caught up. That's the word here. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was it? I'll be changed a moment in twinkling eye that we current uh caught up and then the other one uh I lost my place but I like this too so we'll be we'll be caught up the word in the Greek is harpazo mm-hmm. and it literally means to snatch like to grab and whip, pull yeah. it out of the way right so it has been the kind of um and I got to un- unravel some things we've been all we, we got the um, Hal Lindsey and the Tim LaHaye idea of the rapture here, mm-hmm. where yeah. all of a sudden we'll just evaporate Bang, and we'll gone. be missing. Yeah, yeah, you're in the clouds instantly. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's and, what I always uh, thought. Yeah. And they kind of mixed the two verses together. Okay. And what we hear, we read here in uh, 1 Corinthians 15 and 51, and behold, behold, I show you a mystery. Now, mystery isn't something spooky, a mystery is something that was hidden before. And now Jesus revealed it. Mm-hmm. And that's real important. I'm going to back into this um, when we go, as the disciples didn't really know anything about what was going on. Mm-hmm. And this is why Paul is teaching this now. I show you a mystery. So here he is. Like, okay, here's a mystery. Pay attention, folks. Okay. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Mm-hmm. Okay, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and mm-hmm. we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is First Thessalonians 4.17, and we'll back up a little bit there, too. We were just here at 416. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and the voice of the archangel, and the, and the trump of God. So it's the same event. Mm-hmm. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Same mm-hmm. event. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Amen. And that word caught up there is the word harpazo. Okay? And mm-hmm. it's to pluck, to pull up, to take away. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a complete word study on it here. To well, seize upon, to snatch away, spoil, and it denotes an an open act of violence in contrast to cunning and secret stealing. So it's not a secret. Well, now one okay. thing that jumped out at me, and I'm I'm trying to follow along here. I'm 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 on I'm on Bible Gateway, and I'm trying to mm-hmm. catch you as as I go. But um, one thing that jumps out at me, and, and I've meant to comment on this a hundred times before. Uh, you look at, um, let me see, this is First Thessalonians 4, and 
I am in, um, uh, say, let's, let's go with 16, verse 17. Yeah, 16. Uh-huh. For, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. In other words, the dead are already up there. From reading that, you know, it, it said, you know, and well, the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds mm-hmm. to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. In other words, there's not any going back. Okay, as far as being a human right. being, you're not going back. And then this is the one that I've always wanted to comment on, David. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, yes. if the tribulation, uh, if if yeah, comfort if, yourself, you're going to be beheaded. If, yeah, yeah, how is how is <laughs> how is that comforting? Okay, the only way it's comforting is if you're not present for the tribulation. Mm-hmm. And I don't. There's no the other way to read that. There's just no other way to read that, in my opinion. What what can you argue that? Yeah, that's that. Just doesn't make any sense. He says we're we love his appearing, but why yeah. do we love his appearing? Because we will escape the, the tribulation. Clearly yeah. says that. Yeah, says you know, count yourself worthy to escape. It's right there. Hello. Yeah, it's right so there. That's, yeah, yeah, that's another term. Right now, we're just kind of focusing in. What is this rapture you speak of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, to to put that to the point, Harpazo is actually the. Uh, differing from what's klepto or klepto in the greek is to steal secretly that's where we get our kleptomaniac kleptomania. uh, yeah yeah so it's okay. it's literally the opposite so anyone says there's a secret rapture no it's literally the opposite it's mm-hmm. a violent loud you, you're gonna know people are mm-hmm. gonna know and the the uh the the new age movement and all the governments are going to say oh it was aliens did you see the aliens come down <laughs> well see now that's the reason that on the title screen today for those of you that are not watching us in visual form i do su- highly suggest that you go over there uh take a look at it just go to www.lastchristian.net that's www.lastchristian.net and you can see all these things in in visual form and uh, you can see there i put it on the title screen today this won't be aliens when this happens, it will not be aliens. This is going to be nope. the rapture, and it's kind of like the ark, uh, but, you know, in a different, obviously, a mm-hmm. different way. But um, yep, yep, yep. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm sorry, David. I'm rambling. Okay. Go ahead. So it says, you know, we'll be, we'll be uh, caught up, those mm-hmm. who remain. So check it out. It's going to descend from heaven. It's a trump of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Mm-hmm. It says rise here, though. Yes. And because the dead will rise. So mm-hmm. look at the picture here. We go back to um, 1 Corinthians and we're, you know, we put all the pieces together. It says when the corruptible uh, shall put on incorruption. Okay. That's right. first, says, first Corinthians or 2 Corinthians? Where, where, where uh, am I going? 1 uh, Corinthians 15, 51. 15, 51. Behold, I show okay. you a mystery. Gotcha. Okay. We go won't ahead. all be asleep, but all be changed. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's, there's the difference. It doesn't yeah. say in a twinkling of an eye, we'll be caught up yeah. we will be caught up mm-hmm. but that's not the twinkling of an eye okay all right so you got to be real careful it's it's two different things but we shall all be changed 
Yes. And here's the here's the succession of how this goes when Jesus comes back. Okay. He's not going to come back for a, a bride that's all like filthy and dirty and stuff. So we right. need to be changed. And that's what's going to happen in the moment, in that twinkling of an eye. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that on another show, how fast that is. Yeah. At the last trump, the trumpet shall sound. The dead shall be raised incorruptible. So they'll come out of the graves mm -hmm. with their incorruptible bodies. And then they go. those who are alive and remain they will be go. caught, will be there. Okay. So everybody who's saved and the bride of Christ... Okay, because the Old Testament saints aren't the bride of Christ. They're not Christians, so to speak. So that's mm -hmm. another topic right. we're going to get into right. as well. Exactly. Uh -huh. So the Old Testament saints. Everybody uh -huh. at the exact same time will go from this corruptible body to our spiritual body in that moment in the twinkling of an eye. That's right. that's literally what it says. Right. Right. Then those who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the air. Mm-hmm. So there's this period of time between our changing of our bodies. Oh, I got the glorious body. Right. Who knows how long that is? We're walking around a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then we we are caught up in the air with Jesus together as one. So whenever that rapture happens, clearly some of the Christians must still be alive at that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But everybody who's ever a Christian will change in that instant. Yeah. If you're dead you'll change in that instant. Yeah. If you're alive, you'll change in that same instant. So the okay? twinkling of an eye is the change itself, but it's not the actual ascent to be with Christ. Correct. That is okay. not the ascension. Okay. All right? And okay. there's precedent for that. When we get to Matthew 27, 52, it says, like it says, the dead rose. After Jesus rose from the grave, mm -hmm. the those that re were resurrected with him got up and they walked around. Mm -hmm. And if you read the history of it, that was a catalyst for the church because people saw that when Jesus rose from the dead, their family members rose from the dead and some friends that they had rose from the dead <laughs> and they saw the dead bodies mm -hmm. uh -huh. glorified. Yeah. And like, Oh, you're going to cut my head off. You're going to nail me to a cross. I don't care. <laughs> Look at the body I'm going to yeah, get. Right. I'll be there in about five minutes. Uh -huh. So yeah. thank God. Glory yeah. to God. This is yeah. the body I'm going to have any moment now. Matter of fact, could you hurry up? Right. Right. Well, you know, you know I, so I, I used to they make weren't afraid fun. Of death. I used to make fun mm -hmm. of the uh, depictions of the rapture, not, not the rapture. The depictions mm -hmm. of it, where you have the, you know, you see these people, and there's a bunch of them. And as a matter of fact, a friend of ours has a book, you know, and he's got the, the, the people rising, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I used to make fun of that. It's like that's not how it's going to happen. Well, it could be. Well, it is. Let's go to <laughs> it could uh, Acts. Be. Yeah, go ahead. So now we've already looked at Matthew twenty-seven fifty-two, and then okay. we we saw the people rise and walk around. Right. So okay. I suspect because they were a first fruit that the main harvest is going to be the same mm -hmm. yeah, where got we're to. going to be changed. And then we're still going to be able to walk around and talk to people and say, okay, well you missed this part, but I wonder, are, are, we, are we going to be able coming. to tell anybody anything, say anything? To, I, I mean, I'm, I, I think I so. You, you think it's going to be that long? I thought because it, it be... happened that way before. That's what, we have precedent. Oh, for it. okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay. We have precedent okay. and it clearly says, um, you know, right here, that the dead in Christ shall rise first, mm -hmm. right? So caught up together, 
and what that means. So there, there's clearly time frames here. Right. When you look at the language, it's time language. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Right. Oh, well, that means something has to be second. There has to be a time period in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then we which are alive mm -hmm. and remain, or there's another time frame, are caught up together with them in the clouds. Mm -hmm. So you have time language there mm -hmm. where there's a, there's a period of time that passes. Now, we know with the Bible, sometimes you don't know how long exactly that is. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a few minutes. It could be several days. Who knows? Yeah. I suspect, um, I don't have corroboration for this, but I suspect that Jesus was walking around for 40 days, right, mm -hmm. after that the resurrection and talking to him, maybe those people were as well. Wow. For the same yeah. amount of time. Yeah. So maybe we'll walk yeah. around for 40 days. Maybe it'll Bible be a couple is, minutes. The, the Bible mentions of when Jesus res was resurrected and, you know, people came out of the grave. Okay. It, it yep. mentions that. But it has there's no mention of what happens to those people once they're out of the grave. Right. So we got we got to look to other books to say, hey, does anyone know what happened here? Yeah, okay. I got to check out the book of Nicodemus. Maybe he knows. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Because so, he wrote some interesting stuff, or we okay. think he did. But yeah, uh, that yeah. there's also supposition it was wrote yeah. in the third century. And again, anyway. none of this is a salvation issue, folks. What what we're talking no, about? But this right here. You, okay. You okay. want to be looking out for him, and Correct. if if you know he can come at any second. Yeah, then that ready. encourages you to be nice to people. Yeah, be ready. Be ready. <laughs> <At> every second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so check it out. Um, here we are in Acts, and we are in chapter 1. Okay. And check this out. It says, um, and well, in verse 3, uh, it talks, he's like, no, no, that's, that was the other one, verse 3. Where did it come together? Da, 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 filled with the go Holy Ghost. Uh, they look up and they were, I lost it. Okay. I do that sometimes. So they're talking about Jesus being raised. Okay. Yeah. And he went up in the air and then the, the two angels were standing beside him. What'd they say? Well, it says here, why stand you here gazing, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. That is yeah. Acts uh, chapter 1, and that's uh, verses, uh, verse 11. Verse 11. Okay, yeah, that's my computer's hanging up on me, so That's fine. That. You bet. That's the reason yeah, I'm, so, uh, when, whenever you give me a book, I try to get there as fast as I can. I'm, I want to read it with you. Yeah, so men, men of Galilee, and who were these people? They beheld... And the cloud took him out of his sight, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He said unto them, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons. So here's the disciples. And you know what they asked him? They said, are you going to restore the kingdom now? Mm. Mm -hmm. Look at verse 6. Okay. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Because remember, Matthew 24 is not a rapture verse. He's right. like, hey, when are these things going to happen? When are you going to take over and rule mm -hmm. on the earth is what mm -hmm. they're asking him. Because that's what they expected him to do. All right. So how, oh, my God, he's dead. Now what's going to happen? Oh, he's risen from the dead now. Mm -hmm. Oh, so they ask him again in Acts chapter 1, verse 6. Mm -hmm. They asked him, 
okay, are you now at this time going to restore again the kingdom of Israel? Mm -hmm. They were looking for him at that time yeah. to restore the kingdom of Israel. They still had no idea about this whole rapture thing, right. this whole church thing that was about to happen. Right. All right. And that's why you can't use Matthew 24 to say, oh, it's after these things. Mm -hmm. No, that's a false narrative because they had no idea about this church thing. Right. At that point, Jesus was still alive. And even after his resurrection, they still didn't understand it. Yeah. He says, are you going to restore again? And that's what Acts does is say, okay, no, this is what's going to happen now. Yeah. So we get down to verse 11. Uh, oh, and while he had spoken these things in verse 9, he was taken up into the cloud and received him out of their sight. Verse Which 10, means while that he was in their sight until he was received out of it. That's what right. that just said. They received said. him out of their sight. So they watched him going up. Right. This is clearly this language here. Mm -hmm. They look steadfastly towards heaven as he went up. Amen. And then behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. I have a suspicion this was Moses and Elijah again, just like the Mount Transfiguration, but that's very another good, story. Very good possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Which also said, you men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing up into heaven? They're watching him go up into heaven. Yes. And what happens? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall also come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Mm -hmm. He's going to come back the same way. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be, we're going to be able to gaze up and see him coming. I mean, and that's clearly I, what it says. I can so imagine. So the people here will, will be able to see, well, yeah. we'll be in the people, yeah. but they'll be able to watch <laughs> us going up as Jesus is coming down, just like Isaac and Rebecca coming out to meet each other in the air. So it's not an instant disappearance. People will be watching. And that's uh, what I that really is, want to get across. That, yeah, and that one, I've been waiting for this episode, and now it's going to bleed over into the uh, into the end of the week show because we're down to it here. But um, yep, yep, th yep. this is what I've been waiting for for weeks. This is the discussion I've been waiting for for weeks, I'm going to tell you. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to be here for this. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, people, I want you to please um, – We've got one more show between this one and, and when we come back to the rapture again. Uh, our next show is our, our midweek. It is our verse by verse of the Bible. We're in Genesis 1. We're at chapter 3, I believe. And I want you guys to tune in for that because, you know, verse by verse in the Bible is, is very important. If you're, you know, you don't have one yet, you don't, can't afford one. We read you the scriptures, and then we, we explain it to you. David does. I, I just ask a bunch of questions. But um, it would be worth your time to tune into that. And then in the uh, end of the week show, our uh, wrap of the week, our, uh, we're going to get back into this. I'm going to put current events to the side for one week, and we are going to instead get right back into this, into the rapture of the church in the Old Testament and in the New and you guys have heard a little bit of both in this in this show, and you're going to get a lot more of it uh, for the end of the week show. David, I'm going to try. I'll try <laughs> to be good while you're talking, okay? Anyway, right. <laughs> uh, you guys, hang in there with us. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.
Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council.